Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monster Cast. I am your host, Jack Doll Jr., joined by the new uh, expert of NXT UK and Impact. So, congratulations on those things. Um, <laughs> yeah, big, big winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Doll, of course, joining me. Uh, let's get into the ratings right away. Get that out of the way. AEW now up ten to three to one. Uh, they were both down this week, but AEW was only down seven thousand. As they hit 940k, and NXT was down 40,000 as they only hit 700,000 um, viewers. AEW obviously still won in all the key demos. Mm. I don't think I've ever lost in demos. Um, Maybe the one week that they were super low? Yeah, one week, I think. But yeah. Let me get my fries here. I'm eating right now. so. Uh, Alright, so... And obviously, to me, AEW was clearly a better show this week. It seemed like there weren't that many matches, like, when I was thinking back on it. But then I guess it, there was just so much tag stuff that it seemed like it all kind of blended together. Um, but I was thinking about it because I was doing my top five, and I was like, you know, it because re- the Cody segment took up a lot. Um, but it was really just, like, the two qualifying matches for the number one contender match, and then the tag team contender match, and then the women's tag match. Wasn't that it? Yeah, the three-on-three three. Three three match, too, at the end. The DDP, QT. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, it was just, I, I think I didn't, it didn't register for me because it was just another one of those weird things where I'm just like, it. now, DDP's not fucking Ricky Morton by any stretch of the imagination, but it's another one of those things where I'm just like, eh, you're kind of letting some old dudes look better than some of the dudes that you shouldn't be having them look better than. So. Okay, so can I throw this out at you just because we've had this argument on the show many times? Yeah. Do you think that part because DDP has been out of the ring for so long? Like, say, let's say he's been a constant uh, talent and didn't take this long break a la Jericho. Mm. Would you still feel the same way? No. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's not, not, it's not, not like just it, his age. Yeah, I get that. But we also Because if they put still... Justin over somebody, I'm, I'm fine with that. Because he's active. Yeah. But maybe DDP is trying to get more active. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, I mean, we all know he's in good shape because of his, you know, his program. If that wasn't a fucking ad for DDP Yoga, man. It was. Shit. That man's... Well, what's wrong like, with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's 800 years old out there fucking... <laughs> Were his ribs still taped up? <laughs> no, but I was waiting. I was hoping so. But... Not I mean, only that, he, were, though. he had a little bit of a, like a, he had some kind of thing around it. It wasn't his ribs, it was lower. But yeah, he had some, he had some kind of. But he was fucking... doing the DDP yoga in the back, and then he comes out and he's got the DDP yoga on his pants or whatever, his shirt. I mean, he did good. I mean, he wrestled without a shirt on, so I guess he he feels confident enough to do it, right? Yeah, I mean. Because there's a lot of times in WCW, he still wrestled he was with never, shirt. He was never really a body guy anyway. Yeah, I know, but, I yeah, get that, but he still. Looked, he looked good. That's what I'm saying, he still looked pretty much the same. Yeah, felt like that good at his age and great. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he got the win and he didn't pin MJF or anything, so I don't I don't see the big problem with it. I don't like that it went on last. Yeah. Well, he got the he got the cutter on MJF. I guess I, I get it because of the Jericho cause... thing, though. Yeah, I mean that. Well, it didn't go on last. The Darby Allen and Pack went on last, but was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Because they did the angle with Moxley coming out of the ambulance at the end of the show. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Where he looked like fucking 
Snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five coming out with his goddamn eye patch on and camo pants. I guess one hundred percent what it reminded me of. And you know that Cody's a fan of that because he had that as an attire once. He came out dressed like the same shit. So I wonder if that was his idea. Jericho, I mean, uh, Cody has a lot of influence on these ideas. You can tell. Well, Cody, Cody and Brandy dressed up once as like Punish Snake and uh, Big Boss. So. Or the boss, I should say, not big boss. The boss was the girl who was wearing the white suit. So yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what it reminded me of as soon as I saw it. Because it's not like a normal eye patch. It's like a, it's a very distinct sort of shape to it. That was very Metal Gear Solid like. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was kind of cool. But um, yeah, I guess we should. I mean, we're kind of already talking about them. But do you want to go over any specific thing on any show? I mean, th- there was a couple. Well, I don't for... want to get into what was my favorite or anything because it's. Top five later, but right. But uh, overall, there's nothing really that I hated about the show. There's nothing that stood out for me. I was like, oh, that's sh- that sucked. That shouldn't have happened. Is AEW specifically or everything? Mm-hmm. Well, NXT wasn't. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I don't want to keep. I don't want to feel like I'm just ripping on it NXT every week, but still the. Stories are not grabbing me in NXT. Yeah. When your main story is our guys went over to fucking UK and destroyed another heel faction. So we got two heel factions going against each other. Why is that supposed to grab me? Just because they showed up? Yeah. I mean, that's... They are starting to do a little the intertwine thing, kind of like AEW, where everybody's involved in multiple storylines. I kind of like that. But other than that, the storylines weren't that aren't that deep anyway, so it actually makes more sense for them. It, it's less uh, impressive to me right. to intertwine these stories with Champa, Finn Balor, Gargano, Undisputed Era, Keith Lee. Yeah, it's less impressive because we're all just doing the whole good guy, bad guy, title, I want your title type thing. Yeah. Whereas. In AEW, you have like these deep, weird fucking storylines, and somehow you're connecting them, and I think that's right. cooler. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can tell that there's... It's um, more like Marvel. It's like Marvel cinema versus DC cinema. Right. It feels very disjointed. Yep. Uh, everything that WWE does, it feels like they're not... There's no interaction between randoms. So, like, if they don't specifically have a major plot line going on, they don't really interact with each other, which is weird. Correct. Like, we don't... You don't exist in the same universe, right. so we need you to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, and then, as far as WWE stuff, I mean, uh, Team Hell No coming back was, I guess, a thing. And then, other than that... John Morrison like, won. Huh? John Morrison won. Yeah, John Morrison beat a biggie. Um... Fucking revivals teasing leaving again, mm-hmm. even though you know they're probably just gonna resign like everybody else did. Yeah, um, don't be bitches. Revival, go to AEW. Stop yeah, go around. to AEW. Stop fucking. We all see what you're doing. Randy Orton did the same shit. It's by the work way, by Fuck the way, off. not only W. Okay, so WWE, you can split it into Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever. But NXT mm-hmm. UK has the best tag division in any of the WWE things. By the way. Because Mustache Mountain. They weren't even in the match that I'm talking about, though. They had four tag teams, legit tag teams, in that ladder match at Blackpool, too. Yeah. Fucking match was awesome, by the way. And well, uh, nobody else had the, that. 
Are they going to give the Dusty Classic to one of the UK teams? No, fuck no. Like, three of them lost already. <laughs> I think they right. only got Imperium left. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of that, though, I'll fucking... let you count Pete Dunne, because he's had... Yeah, was, yeah, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. That's what I was going to say. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne have been... That was an awesome match. An interesting tag team. Yeah, for sure. Um, it made my top five. I don't think it made mine, but it was... I got seven, and I think it might have been one of the final two that got knocked out. I can't remember. I don't want to scroll down and ruin it, but yeah, it's it's up there. Or it was up there. Uh, this is the first, first yeah. time in a while that one of my top five is uh, that my number one is from NXT. So. Mm, let me, oh, now you're going to make me scroll down, motherfucker. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was not. Oh, uh, no? Uh, no. We'll get wait, to wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Actual NXT? Yeah. Not UK? Actual NXT. It wasn't the Battle Royal. No. I was about to say, there ain't no fucking way. I, did I, I forget a match that happened? Don't tell me anything. Well,. I'll, maybe I'll look at it at the break or something. Um, you think I would have put a fucking women's battle royal as the number one match That's what I'm of saying. Week? I'm trying to remember the fucking matches from it that were so great, but I, Matt Riddle and fucking Pete Dunne I thought was the best match on NXT. Boy. All right, Am we'll I get missing to it. something? Yeah, you are. I must have forgot something then. I'll God look, damn. I'll look again. Because um, to me, it was far and away the best match of the week, but whatever. All right, moving on. Okay, so stiff shots. Taz signs new deal with AEW to become a commentator. Work for himself. To become a commentator, I assume, for their new project we'll, we'll get into later. But what are your thoughts on the Taz signing? He's a, good, he's a good commentator. I liked when he was just on Dark not too long ago. I mean, he did a good job. Yeah, I mean, as long as Dustin's not wrestling and he can't mark for himself, then I guess it's okay. Because literally that's yeah. like the only guy left that he's fault. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean, he's uh, – I, I like him. I like him doing commentating. He's – um. As long as he doesn't fall back into his old fucking habits of every time that somebody does a suplex, oh, I used to do suplexes like that. Like, all right. Yeah, trust me, I know how that feels. That's cool, old man, but stop. Yeah, so no, I mean, I liked him on commentary the one time he was on there. I didn't I didn't catch a lot of that um, that vibe from him. So as long as he doesn't go back into that, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Brandy Rhodes won't be on the Jericho Cruise as her passport was stolen. That's a weird-ass story to me. Yeah. I don't know what that, like... Who steals a passport? Like, what are you gaining well, out of that? A lot of people steal passports because you can use them to travel internationally fraudulently if you look remotely like the person. Or if you can use the information in the passport to like have a valid passport number with the same name or whatever, put your own photo on it and like make forgeries and shit. Um, they're, they're actually, there's a pretty good market for them on dark web, but I've never obviously needed one or bought one, allegedly. So, uh, but no, I mean, there's definitely a market for stolen passports. Um, <clears throat> it's just uh, how do they normally... get clo- how do they get close enough to Brandy Rhodes to do it though? Yeah, so that part's weird to me, and then also just like you're you're traveling internationally for business, you're a relatively famous person. You would think that you could get an expedited one, but whatever. Also, the other weird part of that story was it's a cruise. Like they're they're leaving and and going back to the same port. So you actually and it's just out into international waters. They're not going to another country. You don't technically need a passport, but apparently what she was saying was um, she wasn't going to stay for the whole cruise. She was going to get off midway at some other country, like one of the Caribbean countries or something, and then fly back home, which you would need a passport for. So Yeah, she's supposed to do a talk, a speech or something yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so she's just staying to, to do the speech instead of risking it or whatever. But yeah, weird stuff. Strange story, but it's not going to impact the show or anything. Like, it's, there's no... I mean, the Nightmare Collective stuff, with or without her, it still works uh, for one show. So, If they decide to have him on there at all. 
Right. You don't really have to. You could do a vignette or a pre-taped video package. Yeah. Um. Finally, on stiff shots, Jazzy Gabs, Jazzy Gabbert, aka the Alpha Female, who I literally just got a memory tweet from on Twitter, by the way. Mm. Um. In from 2013. Nice. So when I say I know these people and been following these people for a while before they got famous, I definitely mean it. 2013, nobody even thought about the Alpha Female. Alpha, alpha Female. Um. It was something about she was doing a QA and a or something, and I think the tweet was, what's your favorite food? And then she listed, like, fucking ten favorite foods. <laughs> it was so funny because she's a fucking beast. But uh, she listed, like, steak, lasagna, pizza, all this shit. It was so so weird. But anyway, she announced that she's a free agent, and I guess no longer with WWE NXT UK. Yeah. So there's no confirmation from WWE as, as of this moment, but I guess we'll see soon. Well, hopefully she's not pulling a Luke Harper and just announcing that she's gone without being gone. <laughs> to get one of them extended contracts. Actually, I don't even know if, if those are legal in the UK, those independent contractor setups. I wonder how that works over there. Yeah. Because with different labor laws, you'd, you'd have to assume that they can't pull some of the same shit. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I don't know that she's necessarily going to go or is like super desirable anywhere. I mean, obviously, I could see Impact picking her up or something like that. But I mean, I could see her joining the Nightmare Collective if you want to go that far. Hmm. She got a Maybe. crazy fucking look. It makes sense. I mean, Nightmare Collective, to me, is pretty much the 2020 Dungeon of Doom. They're the big gals. Um, okay. NXT UK take over Blackpool 2. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it? Like? Overall show grade, anything like that? Anything I mean, to put out? It was a good show. Five I, matches. I, Five matches. Awesome, right? You, no, that's a good thing. No, I love it. Too many? No. Too few? Too, too perfect. Yeah. The only um, match had... It could have been four, honestly, because the Trent Seven-Eddie Dennis match wasn't that great. Yeah, and also, I think that's the only one I got wrong, isn't it? Yes. No, you yeah. got two wrong. Did I? Yeah, we uh, both picked Imperium, I believe, to win the ladder match. Did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Oh, right, because I was saying that they might do, like, a Undisputed Era thing mm-hmm. with the titles over there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good show. Like, the matches were good, but I, I felt like, um, I thought I thought the Walter match was not good. Walter match is not in my top five. Or in my I special mentions. I think none of the matches from that, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, Tyler Bate versus Devlin probably should be in my top five, and it's not. It was, uh, I, hold on, it was... In my top five, but it got knocked out. I do have one. I do have the ladder match in my top five, though. Yeah, I mean it was a good match. I just... The ladder match was insane. The the okay, the ladder match was. Uh, they didn't do anything. There was no Selena Del Sol off the ladder through a ladder. No, but, but the the double fucking Jeff Hardy Swanton on the fly was fucking amazing because. Yeah. He was supposed to just do two swantons back-to-back, but Mark Coffey went through the fucking table under his own weight. So that wasn't even, that spot wasn't supposed to happen. So Mark Andrews calls that in the middle of the fucking match, and is like, okay, I'm just going to go up to the ladder with you, and we're both going to swanton Wolfgang together. That was insane, dude. That was not supposed to happen. And it was also something that we've never seen before, so it worked out. And thank God nobody got fucking killed, because that could have been bad. Yeah. That was a... That was a cool like, moment to me. Because I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that wasn't def- definitely not supposed to happen. I thought that match was good, but it was kind of hard to get into after the after the Bait Devlin match for me. Because they, they just went 
20 something minutes and it was like a good fucking match. So then like the latter match was cool, but I was kind of taken out of it. I think if I watched it in a vacuum, I would, I would think it was better. The bait devil match was awesome. It was actually, um, my number two pretty much all week until this morning when I went back through the shows and I was like, eh, then it dropped out. Uh, hmm. But, it, I mean, you got two extra shows. It's so hard to fucking do shit when you got the extra shows. feel yeah. bad trying to do top fives, especially when you know NXT's takeovers and all this other shit. Are I mean, nothing, to... nothing from Impact made mine. Yeah, nothing from Impact made mine either, actually. Um, but I'm just saying, it could have, though. You never know. I'm just saying, like, if that was, like, say that was a takeover week and a fucking AEW week, then you might as well cancel the fucking two shows. They're not going to be on the top five. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, you won 3-2, to two and I had 2-3 to three record, and then, of course, in the Impact, uh, Hard to Kill pay-per-view, you went 5-3, and three and I went 3-5. and five. Well... So, everything that we, basically, everything that we picked different, you won. Um, on the Impact one, you got Moose correct, I had Rhino, mm-hmm. and the other one that you got right that I got wrong was... You picked Tessa, I picked Sammy Callahan. So, are you surprised that they went with Tessa anyway? I, I assume that you're not, since you said that Impact had nothing to really lose. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. They don't. It's either bad publicity is still publicity, or, you know, or she's going to apologize like she tried to, and then everybody else is still going to be like, bitch, <laughs> nobody believes you. Um, I think, did either of us pick Shamrock? Yes. We both picked Shamrock. Because I don't think he was supposed to win. You don't think so? You think it was because Fulton got hurt? Yeah, I think I think he fucked up his shoulder, and they were just like, all right, let's just do a fucking roll up and end it, or tap out and end it. Mm-hmm. Like just just call it here, because I, I don't. That seemed like a. I understand that submissions are supposed to be out of nowhere or whatever for his whole gimmick, but that just it was weird. And then knowing that he had like a legit injury afterward, I'm pr- like, if he was supposed to win, it it wasn't supposed to be right there. I don't think, but yeah. Um. I don't know. I didn't. There was no match on there that really stood out to me. I thought the whole, the the shit with Rob Van Dam and Brian Cage, and then the weird Daga match after, like all that shit was just. But you found out why later. Yeah, because Cage is fucking. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So with that being said, what do you? Big deal or not? Nah? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll just go into big deal or not. Nah. Okay, I'll only take one break I mean, this week. Big deal or not, we'll go, I'll just start with that one. Brian Cage signs multi-year deal with AEW. Of course, his wife, Melissa Santos, came out later and said, news to me, he hasn't signed anything yet, but do you think that's just so that they can debut him as something, uh, as a shock, or do you really think that he technically hasn't signed anything yet? Um, yeah, I can see that going either way. He might not, like, he... I mean, that came out very fast right after that happened for people I would say it's extremely unlikely that that he's not going there. I don't know if maybe all the paperwork isn't done yet or something, or maybe they are just wanting to kind of keep it more of a surprise or whatever. If they want to keep it a surprise, why did that – I mean, that came out, like, literally after the match was done. Yeah. It was everywhere. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy how fast that news got out after that match was over with him and RVD. Well, he's um he's one of those guys that uh, – he's – I don't see him being, like, a, a world champion in AEW or anything. I could see it. I mean, he's a big dude, but they're not really, I don't know, maybe, not anytime soon. That dude is a beast. Well, yeah, this motherfucker's on goddamn... <laughs> but 
the shit. I'd hate to see, not, I'd hate to see only, how much the cycles cost. Not only not only is he a beast, but the shit he can still do. You might as well you better hurry up and take advantage of it while he can still do all that other crazy shit too. He ain't gonna be able to do that forever. No. He's gonna probably. be in a wheelchair like Lex Luger soon, so you might as well hurry up and fucking heart's gonna explode. Get money I, out of it while you can. What I do like about him is he doesn't deny being on steroids. He's one of the few people that doesn't. But I don't know how that's gonna work with uh with AEW's to like they've gotta have some kind contingency of health policy. Policy. contingency plan policy. Yeah. No, health policy. Like oh. fucking uh yeah, well, it's like a wellness. Wow, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I guarantee you nobody's pissed test in Pac, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know what the rule is on that, but yeah, that he's he's never been really, he's never really hid his steroid use at all. Wardlow's got to be on it too. I haven't seen him without I, clothes on. I have. Well, you got got the uh, he had the vignettes when he first came in and he didn't have clothes on. Uh, yeah, I don't remember, but I mean. When he's clothed, I, I could see it either way. I guess it depends on what he looks like without... Uh, How shredded he is instead of just yeah. mass. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so... So, big deal, though? No, you don't think so? I mean, it's a big deal for... It's a big deal for Impact. Yeah, I mean, they're that, they're losing... Do you, think it's a big, do you think it's a greater loss for Impact than you think it is an acquisition for AEW? Yes. Got you. Yes, 100%. Um, can you say the same thing about Marty Skrull? Is it a bigger loss for AEW not to get him... Now that that's, apparently he that's signed. a fucking loss for everybody. Because nobody watches really? Ring of Honor. That's crazy. I don't get it either. I, there's rumors going around. Marty Skrull resigned with Ring of Honor. Multi-year deal. Big deal or not. Nah, they're saying that he um, has creative control and fucking does some of the booking now. But that hasn't been confirmed by anybody that actually matters. Um, and that Marty Skrull wants to have a working relationship with AEW. Yeah, no shit you do. Because you're with Ring of Honor. Duh. Well, Ring of Honor offered him fucking WWE money, so. But you're telling me that AEW didn't offer him WWE money? Come on, man. There ain't no way they're not going. They're just gonna be like, hey, we got all these motherfuckers making all this money. We're gonna give you less. Come on, man. When everybody, yeah, everybody I'm, you okay. know, and their cousin wants to see Marty Skrull in fucking AEW, it just made too much sense for that not to happen. I I don't know what. I don't know what was. I, maybe he's just super interested in booking. I don't know, man. But like. But that even was, so, man, you don't think he's close enough friends with them to have some kind of input his own in booking? Shit in yeah, AEW. yeah. yeah no. I mean, there's no way, dude. I mean, they clearly see what he's been able to come up with on his own. He was nothing, right. and he created the fucking villain gimmick. He created the villain enterprises gimmick. Like, he's got a track record good enough, and he's in with the right people to be like, hey, yeah, we'll let you have some say so with your character and your booking and stuff. I mean. What's the problem with that? What I mean, I don't understand what the problem with that be, would be, unless you're just worried about how the other boys in the back would feel about it. I don't think they would care. Like at I, some point, I think people. Got, I, think, I think people overblow that as well. But you got to remember that you're only in the position that you're in because of those guys, right? Or you wouldn't. Well, or you the, wouldn't only, have the only people I can see giving a shit about that is somebody like Jericho. I was like, oh, why does Marty Skrull get to come in and fucking? Well, we're not, have we're not saying we're throwing the Hogan contract at Marty Skrull. We're just saying that he has some input in it. We're not saying that he has, you know, like you, you, can, you can be like, contract. hey, I'm not. Like I'm, you, you can, you don't have to have him be out there and be like, hey, I'm not dropping the title to Booker T tonight. Fuck that shit. Two hours before the show. I mean, but maybe that's. I don't see that being how he is, but that would explain him staying with ROH and getting. Booker duties too. But he didn't even have the ROH title. So what 
I mean, it's not like uh, he might soon. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, apparently he still gets to work with NWA as well, so he'll yep. still have the running feud with uh, Nick Aldis and the Strictly Business um, faction. And I assume that maybe he'll try to bring in the Villain Enterprises faction to go against them. I don't know. Yeah, fucking. Uh, you see, uh, Scott Steiner. Yeah. In NWA. God damn. Yeah, he's still a beast. Man, still a beast. Yep. I don't know how his heart hasn't given out yet. That man's been. Throwing motherfuckers over his head since 1984. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive he can still do the Frankensteiner too. Also, um, his it's so weird now though because he's been wrestling longer than we've been alive. Yes, but his legs. Yeah. He's been missing the leg workouts because that motherfucker's legs are small as shit compared to the rest of his body. He's gonna fuck. I'm surprised he's still able to go at all. He's basically turned into fucking superstar Billy Graham. I mean, he's true. Fucking... Yeah. Sorry. Hold on. You okay, buddy? God damn, what was that? Okay, so he was on the hammock bed that we got raised off, and he... <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just fall off? Hey, put that dog in the fucking room. I thought he fucking just paralyzed himself. No joke. The dude was fucking hanging off the fucking, uh, his bed. He did some kind of fucking weird flip. He was hanging off, and he was shaking. I thought he was having a fucking... Put him in the room. I'm doing a show. Look, he heard Frankensteiner, and he decided... Put him in the room. I don't care. Get him, Or put the fucking bed standing vertically, please. That shit scared the shit out of me. Are we going to cut that? No, I'm not. I'm still alive. But fucking <laughs> scared the fuck out of me. Then he, Look, rolled, he then he rolled on the fucking ground, and he was still shaking. I thought he really fucked up his spine or something. He was just showing you his abushi bumps. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was crazy. I thought he went Hayabusa on me. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Scott Steiner. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Scott Steiner, yeah. <laughs> Scott Steiner has got really small legs. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but yeah. Uh, I do, well, obviously, I noticed on the. I mean, uh, older last older dudes as they get uh, as they get older and. You think he would? Uh, you would think he has enough knowledge though at this point to be like, okay, I'm, maybe I should go a little bit harder on the leg workouts or a little less focused on the upper body, so that even if that shrinks a little, it'll still look fucking normal. Hey, that's not for Bozzy business, brother. Yeah, well, it's whatever. But I'm telling you, man, he's gonna fuck. Anyway, he's turned into Superstar Billy Graham. That's what he yeah, looks like. Right. He looks like Superstar Billy Graham, and his body's gonna break down like that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm shocked that it hasn't already. Um, talking about somebody I mean, that's gonna be, honest, someone talking about somebody that's gonna be like Lex Luger in a wheelchair, not being able to do nothing. Scott Steiner's on, on that path. If you're on enough GH and trend and fucking test and whatever to recover, like it's not really. I mean, you'll you'll last a while. Yeah, I get that, but he's gonna be one of those people where when he's done and can't go anymore, it's not getting booked, and he can't afford that shit anymore. He's like, okay, I'm done with it. I mean, he's done. Luger was Luger was also on a fuck ton of painkillers and stuff too, so it wasn't. You know, it wasn't exactly the same. Well, Luger shit wasn't because he did steroids. But you're telling me that didn't take a toll on his body, though? I mean, he no, was on I mean, a ton the, of shit for a long time, too. Luger well, came into WCW looking like that, or NWA looking fucking shredded. It's the, that he's it's already the stopping doing it that makes them seem so much smaller. It's not that it's not that doing it fucks them up in some way. No, I'm saying like, but, but stopping doing it is what I'm saying with Scott Steiner. When he stops doing it. Oh, he ain't, he ain't never going to fucking stop. He, he ain't going to have that money forever, dude. Either his heart's going to give out first. What are you talking about? I mean, it's blasting crudes until the end of time, I'm telling you. It, he's, he's, there's a lot of people that just never stop using it. And I don't think he's ever going to – like, he doesn't have reason to. It's not that expensive. So here's the thing, too. Like, the amounts that he's using are probably pretty high. But test for, like, a, for, uh, like a 250 mil um, – 
250 milligram per milliliter, like a 10 milliliter vial is only like 30 bucks, dude. Like it's not crazy expensive. Okay, so question with the Scott Steiner thing. Uh, do you feel the same about Scott Steiner that you do DDP or Ricky Morton? He hasn't been around forever. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't be putting him over people, but it's a little bit different. NWA they've got a yes, got they're a, older guys. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So you don't really have they're, as much. They're of a, projecting yeah. themselves as uh already established male like manly Classic manly man. Red, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. This isn't uh up and coming flippity right. dippities. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So yeah, I guess it makes sense for him to be in NWA, but I wouldn't ever see him. I would. I, you could have him run roughshod over some people, but. I wouldn't put him in like I wouldn't give him the title. I'd might, maybe a tag title, but not nothing like a fucking. Um, maybe he's. What you, I mean, he's also part of a stable in a major storyline. Yes. Whereas, like, I don't know, and he was brought in specifically to do that and to be muscle for that. So, like, I I don't view that the same way as I do fucking Ricky Morton no, or no, I'm, I'm in more or DDP. I've been closer to DDP, but yeah, but but we mm. already know Ricky Morton ain't ever gonna win a fucking title that's not a tag title anyway. So I don't count that either. <sighs> He's doing the thing. He's doing the thing where he's running back and forth, going crazy now. Fucking parkour. All right. Anyway, I you're talking about DDP. No. Like, what? <laughs> no. No. If I saw DDP do parkour, I'd definitely be all over DDP yoga. All right. So, um, which I do have, by the way. Uh, okay. So speaking of AEW, AEW renewed through 2023. Big deal or nah? All the people, all the haters, all the WWE fanboys, uh, who said that it was gonna die within a year now have to wait at least two more years because <laughs> it's not going nowhere. Which I don't with understand. Twice as much programming. Which I yeah. Which with twice as much programming uh, to really shove it home down your fucking throats, fanboys. But the 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 part that really kills me though, uh, Ryan, is the fact that all these fanboys that said that AEW with the amount of money that they have was going to die within a year, but no, Impact. TNA, we're talking about TNA Impact, whatever, TNA, lasted for 12 years before they were finally picked up by a fucking company that has a shit ton of money that we now know they're not going to go anywhere. But TNA was going to die every six months, right? And they lasted I mean, through a million fucking different TV channels. TNA died off real quick from their initial hype, too. But I, yeah, but I'm saying so, they lasted? So it's just a weird – no, I know. What I'm saying is it's, like it's, a, it's weird that people haven't caught on that this is different yet. Yeah, and if they lasted that long, with their initial like major drop off, about a company that had then... weekly pay per views as their TV show, <laughs> yeah. weekly pay per views that you had to buy every fucking week lasted, it lasted long. They've lasted longer than WCW now. A lot of people don't understand WCW was not yeah. around at long at all. Nope. But AEW with all that money is going to die. I mean, Nitro only ran what like six years? Yeah, seven I think years? WCW only lasted nine years total. As as yeah. WCW away when they broke off from NWA, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, didn't even last a decade. I mean, their television show definitely didn't last a decade. Yeah, correct. For for 100 percent sure. Yeah. So, um, we're talking about like 95, 94, 2001, and I think they started in 94. Yeah. yeah. So like seven yeah, not years. Not even a decade. I don't even think. And it wasn't far into 2001 that they got sold no, either. It was so. early. Yes. It was like January or something. So yeah, uh, this. <sighs> People are dumb. They don't understand business. They don't understand longevity of a product. Don't understand that product is 
outperforming their initial expectations. So, of course, they got picked up for more years because the initial expectations when they went into it was, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll probably get like way lower. We'll probably get six, seven, six hundred thousand max, yeah. maybe seven thousand, seven hundred thousand on a good day. Well, and the good thing about AEW's situation when that happened, when they, the, the bar was so low because of current programming on TNT already. So all they had to do was beat whatever they had in that slot to begin with. Because right. TNT was turning into okay, we're just the NBA network on T on uh, Tuesdays and whatever or whatever whatever <laughs> NBA it was. And, NBA and a Christmas Story network. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so TNT maybe when they had Nitro, the expectations mm. would be higher. But now that everybody else is coming out with streaming services and everybody's fighting for the prime time slots with all these fucking different channels, and you got fucking HBO coming out with fucking Game of Thrones and a new fucking must-see fucking TV show every week, and then you got the Netflix with their originals, Hulu with their originals, Amazon Prime with their originals, and all the ratings across the board for national TV cable networks are going downhill. So all we need is something that beats what we had in its place. So whatever was the bottom dweller before, they only had to reach that or a little bit over for them to maintain a nice relationship with TNT for them to even do it. They could be doing half the numbers right now and losing to NXT every week, and I promise you they still would have got that deal. Yep. Yep, they sure would have because the it was never about competing with NXT. They didn't decide to go up against another show. WWE decided to put another show against Correct. Them. So in their initial projections and their first business plan and all that bullshit, how they competed against NXT was completely irrelevant to what TNT was looking for. Yeah. Was, and people missed that for some reason. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, they rushed it and threw NXT up there and got the two-week head start and then completely and fucked And got up. fucking demolished. Got demolished, correct. And continued to get demolished and anytime there's not a holiday. So... You know, or, or anytime you're not throwing fucking AJ Styles on your C show. Yeah. Which I, I, mean, God I damn, don't know if, if that would... You put AJ Styles on fucking AEW, AEW will kill Raw. Yes. Uh, and SmackDown. There's, there's, there's a few weeks that have gone by now for Raw and SmackDown where these ratings are not looking good. Like, I really think AEW would have a legit shot if they got one more huge name to come yeah. over there. Like even even if it was a Rollins, honestly, because you know with all the feedback he's been doing on Twitter, if it if let's say Rollins went over there, just fantasy booking, obviously Rollins, the company man, he goes over well, to AEW, and you got the obvious setup of Omega versus Rollins, the all the shit talking between both of them. We can finally do it. You're telling me they ain't gonna beat fucking Rollins SmackDown's ratings? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's just Rollins. Yeah. And Rollins isn't even their best guy, which we've think about, covered. Think about times. think about somebody that would actually go over there that isn't already set for life with AEW and fucking grabbing oh, Vince's nuts, was, like a Finn Balor if, or AJ Styles put, or whatever. If you put the revival over there, like that's gonna, it's not gonna fucking make them equal to Raw, but you're gonna you're gonna see one point one easy. Yeah. Because everybody's gonna want to know what the fuck happens and what they do in the tag team division. Yeah. They want to see the Young Bucks against the Revival. They want to see the Revival against fucking. Lucha, do you know? I would fucking kill to see the revival versus Lucha Brothers. Yeah, no, no flips, just fists. We got the fists and the flips. So we're gonna see who fucking wins. Yeah. Yep. It's more like a. It's one of those things where like, uh, everybody, everybody wants to see in the NFL two two high flying offenses go against each other. But no, I don't. I want to see a really good offense go against a really good defense. Let's yep. see what the fuck actually happens. Like. Yep. I don't give a fuck. The offenses aren't playing against each other on the field. You know what I'm saying? So I would want to see ground and pound style versus a high flying style. And let's see if one, if they can have a match and mesh well together. And two, if they do, then it's going to be fucking gold automatically. And you're going to want to see it again and again and again 
and you weren't. It's one of the. It's, it would be one of those things where you never got tired of it. Like you don't even have to have a fucking story at this point. Just throw them up there. You know, if they if they do something with Matt Hardy, cause when he inevitably leaves, because yes. he obviously is. And oh, that was another thing about the Marty Scroll thing. They were saying that he was the initial plans to be the Dark Order leader. Did you read that yeah. article? I, I read that. Yeah, and now but, now they're leaning towards Hardy, which I think it fits Hardy more anyway. It fits Hardy way, way better. better. Yeah, yeah, way better. Because Marty, you bring him over, you want to do the elite stuff and you want to do the villain enterprise stuff. You don't want to throw him in something that already exists. Or just exists throw him into me. the Butcher and the Blade and create that new villain enterprise. It's like, keep villain enterprise because he owns it, so you might as well have it. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I think the, the Butcher Blade Bunny thing worked way better with Marty Skrull. As it works right now if they stop fucking having them lose. I'm just saying as a – just having somebody that – because because when they came in and they got literally they no – They have re- one of the coolest – I know, but they have one of the coolest looks, dude. They could be so over. Yeah, they got like they, no reaction though, right? So Because nobody yeah. knew who they were unless you were hardcore. But if right. you put Marty Skrull over there – I didn't even know they were. Even if you, put Marty, if you put Marty Skrull over there, even though he's not known uh, – but he's way more known than those two. You know what I'm saying? So it oh, gives yeah, them sure. instant credibility – because everybody's wondering, where the fuck is Marty Skrull going? Oh, he's going over here. Everybody got their own fucking opinion or whatever. I just think it would have fit better with the Villain Enterprises thing, and it would have gave them enough time to carry over in case they could get Brody King or PCO or whatever over to extend the... Or Brody Lee! Yeah, or Brody Lee. Yeah. Would he not be cool in that as the muscle, though? Or like... Yeah. The... I don't know. There's so many things they could have done. But yes, I agree that Matt Hardy would fit better with the Dark Order thing. And Marty Skrull would have been better with the Butcher Blade uh, villain enterprises thing whenever they break away from fucking MJF finally because that doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. He's got like – and they already hinted that there was like a middleman hire guy over like middlemanning that too. Yeah. So I mean who knows what uh, – maybe <laughs> – it seems like they're setting up a lot of stuff to fill in retroactively. Like as, sort of as it comes, shit? yeah, as it comes. Yeah. Like, okay, if we can get this guy, we'll throw him in here. If we can't, we'll and just keep can't, we'll stalling. Just yeah, or... we'll still keep stalling yeah. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I would love to see Matt. Which is not a bad By idea. By the way, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's awesome because then no one ever knows. You'd never know what they're thinking or what they're, what they're, what's on their short list. It'll come out way later in life, and Here's a... they'll do like the little special shows where they do the documentaries and be like, yeah. Uh, um, like, like, for instance, like you know how, how – it's very interesting to me when you go back and watch stuff, documentaries about really popular movies, like for instance, the Ghostbusters. Who was on their shortlist to be the original Ghostbusters? Right. And those things are just uh, interesting to me. How would that have Robin played out? Williams. How would that have played out if that guy was a Ghostbusters instead of this guy? Stuff like that. Would it have yeah. been as successful? Would it have been more successful? Uh, you know, shit like that. Because they were thinking, I, I think one of the original Ghostbusters was supposed to be Belushi, John Belushi. He was supposed to be mm. one of them. Yeah. So shit um, like that is always interesting to me. So, so I I like the approach that they're doing with that as well because then you could just plug and play whenever it becomes available. Um. So yeah, I like it. But yes, Matt Hardy. Do you think he would bring over more eyes, enough eyes? Because he has a big following. A lot of people don't understand how big Matt Hardy's following is with this fucking gimmick. Right. The, the deleted Matt Hardy gimmick. The old all the old TNA shit. Like they would. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, there's a bunch of TNA fans that never went back to watching WWE, but were around for all the Final Deletion stuff. And yeah, could you um, imagine him having a Final Deletion match in three different companies? That's crazy, right? The most <laughs> not ab- very final. The most absurd thing ever created on wrestling in who knows how long. And this motherfucker gonna do it on three different, <laughs> three different yeah. companies, three different channels. That would be fucking insane to me. 
I'd watch it too. It's getting to the point now where I think Matt Hardy could have, when it's all said and done, a better career than Jeff. Yeah, um, you can make that argument now. Well, I won't make it now just because Jeff has multiple world title reigns with WWE, um, and he had more single title runs. But as far as character, yes, I yeah, yeah for sure. Um, creativity, yeah, influence. Creativity, yeah. Like, but Matt, I mean, Jeff Hardy's biggest creativity was he started painting his, his face. Moveset. He started painting his face, and his moveset is better, larger, whatever. But Matt Hardy's mm-hmm. character development and reinventions, he's got like three gimmicks right now he could run with, dude. Well, he could literally do all three of those gimmicks in AW and pretend that he's fucking different people, a la Split, if anybody's ever seen the movie, um, based off of Unbreakable or whatever. But yeah, he could do that and literally act like he's three fucking different characters, uh, Mick Foley style. You don't understand how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should bring that shit wiping back. Away, wiping away his tears with his... <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the rich gimmick, you know? He's got the rich gimmick, he's got the deletion gimmick, and then he's got the... We'll never die. Matt Hardy will never die. Gimmick. He's got all kinds of fucking gimmicks, man. I think the biggest, the only gimmick change I've ever seen Jeff do besides the paint, paint and face was the Willow character in TNA. Oh. Yeah, Willow. Which I thought was actually kind of cool, but they just never did it, and you killed it instantly when you automatically started saying that he's Jeff Hardy. Right. Th- that was so Jeff. stupid. Just Jeff Hardy's oh Jeff mind. Willow Hardy. It's coming from his mind or something that he's this Willow character. Uh, okay, first you got to give it time to develop. This isn't a Finn Balor demon situation. He's coming across as a whole new character, different voice, everything, right? Different look. And when Finn Balor comes out, he doesn't talk, okay? Right. Well, as the demon, I mean. So, of course, it's Finn Balor, but it's just like, okay, I'm about to kick your ass, fucking Finn Balor type shit. It's, I'm tired of fucking playing games. Uh, it's like when you're playing video games, you get killed, and you're like, okay, let me sit up. It's time to get fucking serious. Like that, that's a real thing, like you, because it helps you focus or whatever. But the the Jeff Hardy thing, when you come out, and it's okay if you think about it, I would think about it in comparison to a Mick Foley situation, where Jr. didn't just start fucking calling mankind Mick Foley in his first appearance. It was way later when people started putting together and they started getting smarter, and then mankind started talking normal as a normal human being. He started having feelings for him. He's like Mick Foley or uh, talking about his mom and stuff, Foley's baby boy, and then they started making the connection or whatever, and then he would start referring to him every now and then as Mick Foley, and everybody would get it, but he's still mankind. He's just a different version of the mankind that he was. Even his fucking split personalities or whatever had different layers to their characters so you had the crazy ass mankind the deranged mankind and then you had foley's baby boy mankind have a nice day type shit where i mean even that character had different stuff when you automatically come out and you call willow jeff hardy you killed the whole fucking character already well they they try to treat it too much like a hollywood hulk hogan character change and not like a like a whole character change so and they did the same thing with um uh, Chainsaw Charlie. Sorry, yeah. call him Terry Funk. Yep. Uh, we we all know it's Terry Funk. We don't have to tell you. That. Just call him Chainsaw Charlie, bro. I mean, that's that's his fucking gimmick. I don't like that. I, imagine I, if fucking imagine if Crush came out as Crush and they were just like, oh, it's the Repo Man Crush. Well, he's not. He wasn't the Repo Man though. It was yeah, Smash. You get it. it was Smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crush I mean. was. Uh, Crush ended up being in Chronic. With. Uh, yeah. Adam Bomb, Adam Bomb and Crush. Like if Chronic came out and you said this is Adam Bomb and Crush, what? <laughs> oh shit! Funny thing though, Adam Bomb and Crush were over more than Chronic ever was, but Chronic was way better, a way better gimmick, way better wrestlers at the time. 
Uh, obviously, uh, if you don't know who Adam Bomb was, he was also Wrath in WCW. Um, underrated tag team, by the way. Uh, Wrath and Mortis? Yeah, Wrath and Mortis, too. That was Canyon, obviously. Um, okay, and last one on the big dealer knob before we take our only break of the show. Um, Tessa Blanchard wins the Impact World title from Sammy Callahan at Impact's Hard to Kill, issues two garbage statements on the allegations of her racism slash bullying. Also, the backlash on Allison Kay is astounding. I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of people are taking Tessa Blanchard's side, which is fucking outrageous. Well, that's people that all realize that they've fucking said some really heinous shit to you. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if anybody ever finds out, uh, you know, or, I would or, like to be able to just apologize it away. Or they're either think one or they're a dude that thinks they can get in Tessa's pants, which I promise you, you can't. And two, mm-hmm. they've been like overly supportive of Tessa before the allegations and they didn't know about them. And now it's kind of like damage control where sunk, it's like sunk now everybody's going to think I'm fucking racist <laughs> if I. Or, or they might go back in my tweets like I'm somebody when you're not. Which is fucking dumb anyway, because like nobody I, did that for people that were super into Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the allegations before. All you got to do is say, I didn't know these allegations. I'm disappointed in Tessa. Boom. But you're coming out there and trying to say Allison Kay is a liar when there's 30 fucking chicks coming out saying that this fucking happened. And Allison Kay only came out with it because she, because the person that it happened to, La Rosa Negra, said it was okay. So you got people saying out there that Allison Kay made it up, which is fucking stupid. Two, Allison Kay's only coming out with it now because of the timing of the of the situation because she was going to be world champion uh no three she's looking for clout she's fucking nwa women's champion and has been for a while um also was in the may young classic just like tessa was also was impact world champion or impact uh women's champion a couple times i believe uh what is she getting clout from exactly you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's like the last person that would do it. If La Rosa Negra came out and did it and no one backed her up, then yes, all that would make sense. But not only did she wasn't the one that actually said it, Allison K said it with her permission because – okay, so I don't know if anybody's ever followed Allison K's uh, Twitter, but she has no problem with confrontation whatsoever or calling somebody out on stuff. If she had gotten the okay right after it had happened – I promise you she would have done it the next day on Twitter. She would have fucking called out Tessa the next day. But, like she said, she was waiting to get permission or for her friend to be over the situation or be okay with it becoming public. She literally asked her after Tessa's tweet. She screenshotted the tweet to La Rosa Negra, if you haven't seen the the conversation or whatever. She uh, said, please let – or can I say something or whatever? And she said, yeah, go ahead. And then that's when she went in. It was, she was if Tessa would have never sent that fucking tweet, it would have never at least it wouldn't have happened that day anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like it could still probably come out eventually, but it wouldn't have happened right before she was about to win the fucking Impact World Title. So right. I don't get the whole oh this is uh this is a made up story and everything with all these people coming out and I really don't understand the backlash on Allison K for not letting it go because everybody's like, Aren't we over this situation? Yeah, really? I understand that we live in the social media world, the it's, internet world, but it's that, only, it's only been two that days. doesn't go away. Like it was three years ago. If we weren't over it by now because we're now mentioning it and bringing it up, why the fuck would we be yeah. over racism and bullying in a couple of days? All right, it was so funny some a black guy had posted underneath that. Somebody had said, aren't we over this by now? He's like, over racism? 
Really? You think we're over that by now? <laughs> no. You're an <laughs> idiot, guy. Like, the people that are fucking defending Tessa Blanchard or hating on Allison Kay, whichever way you're going, because there are some people that aren't necessarily defending Tessa. They just are tired of seeing it on their timeline. But it's like, uh, it's something that needs to be addressed. And Tessa's bullshit fucking apologies these last two times, the one after the match against Sammy Callahan and the one that she posted on Twitter in a statement are both garbage apologies. One, she's denying that it happened, by the way, which is the wrong take to take because Allison Cage has come right back and said, yeah, it did happen. And there's 10 other chicks on Twitter that saw it was literally there with her. Then there's like 20 other chicks on top of that who have literally written out stories of your bullying to them and fucking running their name through the mud so that they can't get booked anywhere else. Like, you're a bad fucking person, bro. And you're getting called out on it. Yeah. That's why I said last week on the show, I said the fact that she has 30 people coming out after her, and it's not that's not an exaggeration. There's like 30 fucking chicks out there that are saying bad shit about Tessa. And then the one that you reply to only Chelsea Green to say I was nothing but kind to you, but didn't reply to anybody else that called you out for it. So even if you were accurate in that one thing with Chelsea, you still ignored all the other ones, so you were still a bitch and – bullying and racist to 29 other 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 people calling like trying to fix one situation just made you look worse not better you would have been better off not replying to any of them yeah yeah um she the original tweet was fucking stupid anyway because if she if she knew that she had that history in the business then she obviously she should have known she was gonna get called out on it and then she didn't know she did nothing but make it worse ever since which is Wild. Which is what? What did I say? It's almost impressive. Last week I said I would give her, like I would forgive her if she if she had handled it the right way. She's done the complete opposite of that. So this is now we're getting into Hogan territory for me, where it's kind of like I don't even want to see her on my TV at this point uh, because yeah. I mean she's just making it worse every time she tweets something. She really needs CM Punk. CM Punk. That's what CM Punk's new thing should be. Just social so, no, social media control. Like she, so like remember there was a few weeks ago or a couple months ago we were talking about this with ACH where these motherfuckers need agents to get them off of yeah. social media or hey you don't you should yep. not post that. We're, we're, we're talking about or a fucking PR yeah, team, PR team, or something yeah, to put stuff through. Yeah, PR yeah. team agent, whatever. Yes, these motherfuckers need that so bad in wrestling is ridiculous. Everybody else has it as yeah. a sport uh, athlete. In NBA, NFL, all these people have PR guys. And it doesn't help every time, but there's a lot less of you fucking burying yourself in those sports. Or you have yeah. somebody that can help you bounce back image-wise after you fucked up. Where wrestling doesn't have that. Right. And I'm thinking about taking some classes and, hey, motherfucker, y'all need to hire me as a PR guy. Because Jesus Christ, man. Like, how do you think that statement was going to help your cause, situation at all? It's almost like you can read... Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like when when you're reading her statement, the one that she posted on Twitter or whatever, um, mm. it's just such bullshit. Like you can just see that she doesn't even believe the shit that she's saying while you're reading right. it. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Like she's she doesn't even know how to apologize because she's not well, sorry the, for it. The shit that she said at the end of the show on 
like the, that got recorded by the she's fan never cam or been whatever. A good promo guy, anyway. So I don't. Expe- I didn't expect for that to even be good. Like when she first started talking, and, and then she kind of sw- flipped the switch because she didn't even know what the fuck to say. To she doesn't know how to apologize because yeah, she she's started off sorry. apologetic, and then she's like, "I'm the strongest mind I've ever known." <laughs> and I was like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> the strongest mind I've ever known. Oh my god, that's, that's some tad shit. Pull, you put yourself over big time after that bullshit apology that you didn't even say sorry for. Yeah, yeah it was. It was and, terrible. I've grown a lot in three years, and I'm the strongest mind I've ever known. Fuck all of you. Like, whoa, we buddy. All had, we've all yeah. had bad moments or bad days or whatever. I was like, yeah. oh. I've, I've had some bad moments. You, you know what I've never done? <laughs> Go up to a black yeah. person and spit in their face and call them the N-word because I, I was having a bad yeah, day. I've had some pretty bad days. I didn't go up to a black person at work and just spit in their face and call them the N-word. So I don't, I don't know where the fuck she's supposed to be coming from oh, with that. I mean, how bad was your day? How bad was the yeah. day? What yeah. happened yeah. that day? I need to hear the rest of this Fuck, day that, day that led up to these events being justifiable. I mean, I know, I understand what the Joker said. It only takes one bad day, right? But, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, god damn. I mean, that day must have been brutal, son. The whole point of the killing joke is that there is eventually a point where it's okay to say the N-word. <laughs> I don't think that was the point of that graphic well, novel. It only um, takes one bad day, and you're going to turn into some, something that you don't want to be. But, but Joker's that, bad day is a lot worse than... Or Bruce's bad day, for instance, for what he was trying to talk about. Right. But uh, like, god damn! I made a joke the other day. I was uh, so I'm redoing the bed, the bedroom. I was um, sending pictures of the floor to my friend, and because she was like too lazy to come out with me, and uh, I was like, you know, when uh, <laughs> Batgirl got paralyzed, had to turn into Oracle, and like Batman was trying to make her still feel important, so he kept <laughs> having her do like data analysis and shit back in the Batcave. I was like, that's what this feels like every time I send you a picture of the fucking floors and get your opinion on it. <laughs> Even, she had no even idea though what Batman clearly had access to all that shit already. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, already. yeah, I don't really. I mean, Alfred, this bitch thinks she's yeah. helping. <laughs> yeah. Give her that pity job, boy. All right, we're going to take our only right. break. We'll go right on the other side of this. Uh, Tessa, you're not forgiven. And we're going to do our top five matches of the week. I've got seven, two honorable mentions. You have straight up five? Straight okay. up five. We'll, we'll do that. No, I will. I should put Tyler Bate and Devlin on as like an honorable okay. mention. Uh, we will come back with the rest of this list and the order. I, you know some of the list already, but the order is going to be interesting to me to see what you got, especially this NXT match that you keep talking about. I have a feeling I'll be changing my list mid-show, so we'll see what happens. All right. And we're back on the Monster Cast for the top five matches of the week to end the show. Um... So I'm going to say my two honorable mentions, since your one honorable mention now is obviously one of mine. Uh, so I've got the Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Niven NXT UK TakeOver triple threat match I thought was really good. They had some sloppy parts on it, but it ended up being way better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. thought it was weird that Kaylee Ray retained, honestly, as that was the least uh, notable way to have a champion like out of that, like the winner. Yeah, but if you look at where I was on the card, that's kind of why I wasn't expecting any anything crazy. Like, nothing crazy. I mean, no titles changed, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I figured out that any titles, that would be for sure the one that changed. Um, well, I think that's why we both ended up... Um, I picked Tony, and I think you picked... Who'd you pick? Who'd you end up picking? I still have it, actually. Hold on. I picked Kayla Ray. Did you? Yeah, that could have been one of the ones that you won. <laughs> Because I, yeah, I was saying did, at yeah, first yeah. that I, I thought Piper Niven might upset or that she was going to be in there just to take the pinfall for a retain. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, so I've got that one as my 
second honorable mention, my first honorable mention, obviously, is Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin, NXT UK TakeOver. And really, all seven of these matches, if you didn't watch any of them, it was a good week in wrestling when you have seven fucking matches that made your list. Uh, <laughs> definitely go out of your way to watch these because even though Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin was number six, that match was fucking yeah, good. it was very good. Um, okay, so what's your number five? I'm let you hit it first. Uh, my number five is the Broser Weights versus uh, Anders and Morgan Webster Same. from NXT. That's my number yep. five. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. Number four. Uh, Allen versus Pack. Okay. My number four is Moxley versus Guevara from okay. AEW. See, that one didn't make my list. I thought it was a good match, but it just didn't. So make this is where much. your NXT is going to come in because I'm pretty sure the rest of ours. Well, no, no, I don't think so actually. Oh, uh, we're gonna have no. a different. We're gonna have a different yeah, list. Yeah, we got we got because one of mine's not NXT or AEW. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so my number... Okay, so what's your number four, then? What'd you say? So my, my number four was Darby Allen versus Pack. Okay, and my number four was Moxley versus Guevara. Okay, so your number three? My number three is the AEW four-way tag. Okay, my number three is the four-way NXT UK TakeOver ladder match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just slightly. It's mostly the same, because even your number four was in the same fucking number one contender tournament. Is my number four. It was just a different match in it. And now we're both doing four-way tags as our number three. All right. Um, my number two was Aleister Black versus Murphy. Okay. So, yeah. But that wasn't NXT. That was Raw, right? We're not – yeah, it was Raw. But you still have an NXT – I have an NXT match as my number one. Okay. So my number two was Pac versus Darby Allen. Yeah, that was a good match. That match was fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Which is – Odd, because when I went into it, I was like, there's no way Pac is going to fucking let this dude get any offense or whatever. But I give it to Pac for everybody saying how much of an asshole he is backstage or whatever. I think it's just gimmick, because every time I see him in, like, uh, more serious... He's like, always making people look good. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, obviously, he has the ability. But, like, when he was on table for three and stuff, he was, like, really nice and whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's that much of an asshole. I think it's just a re really good portrayal of the character. Uh, but, yeah, Darby Allen. Looked fucking Darby Allen is one of those guys. He can lose every match, but he's gonna come out looking fucking like a million bucks by the time yeah, it's him, over. Him and Jungle Boy both. Yeah, so I don't think he'll win the world title before I don't know, like a um Trent. Like, no, no, he'll win it before Trent. <laughs> uh, but Pack will win the world title before him. Adam Page yeah. will win the world title before him. But Darby Allen's not that far behind those guys. Darby Allen's good. He's Darby Allen. Over. Darby Allen was somebody that I used as an example when people were talking about, oh, I want to see more Jimmy Havoc or whatever. I was like, dude, he had his chance to get over. Yeah. So did a bunch of other people. And you look at somebody like Darby Allen, he got over in one fucking show. Yeah, Darby gets over and Janela gets over. But see, the thing about Janela is he can talk, right? And Or he, he's decent at it anyway. And you you look at him and everybody's like, ah, Joey Janela match. But then he has a match and you're like, damn, he's he's always way better than what I thought he was. He's gonna... That's how I feel about Yoshihashi in New Japan. Yeah. Like every time, every time I every time he's got a match, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's a fucking Yoshihashi match. And then as soon as I watch it, I'm like, man, that's a really good fucking match. Yeah. Why am I always surprised every time I see a good Yoshihashi match? Yeah. Same thing with Joey Danella, because I thought the same yeah. thing. And then he had the match with Adam Page at fucking uh, All In. That mm -hmm. fucking match was insane, dude. I don't know if anyone, had, that the, match was. Yeah, the two matches with Moxley that were both yeah, good. Yeah, both good. Crazy. Yeah, the, the dark match, match with fucking Omega. Mm -hmm. It's killer. Yeah, he, yep. he has good matches all the time. Uh, okay, so you're number one then, or you're, uh, yeah, do you, yours first. No, you no, I'm doing it in order, <laughs> bitch. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. My number one was Leo Rush versus Tyler Breeze versus Swerve. See, okay, that's where it is. I didn't see that match because when Yo, I watch, you gotta go. No, no, I will, I will, but I didn't even know that match took place till way later because NXT when you watch it on fucking Hulu, whatever. 
after, they always cut a match out of NXT. NXT always has this match that they fucking cut out, and it's usually a garbage match. But I watched NXT on the Hulu thing that recorded. Mm. For some reason, NXT on the WWE Network has the entire show. But the NXT on the Hulu always has a match cut out, and it's fucking annoying. So this week just happened to be a really good fucking match that they cut out. Why, I don't know. Very good fucking match. Okay, I will go back and watch that. But my number one is Omega Page, Young Bucks, Best Friends, and mm-hmm. Proud and Powerful for the four-way. The way the, the guys are just standing in the fucking ring, they fucking come out. I'm like, dude, this is going to be fucking bad. I didn't even know about that match because I hadn't been keeping up with all the announcements for this one. Mm-hmm. And so I turn on the fucking thing, and that's the beginning of the match. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be fucking good. And to start the show like that, everybody's on fire, that was so smart. With yeah. everybody go like just ready to fucking go, and you get to see all these guys first. And it's got something on the line. Um, yeah. So that match was fucking great. And then... And um, anxious Millennial Cowboy. Yeah. So everybody... <laughs> so everybody... There's a lot of people complaining that the four-way match from AEW was a spot fest. I'm like, the fucking... No, no, listen, the listen, tag listen. match on... Listen. The tag match on NXT was more of a fucking spot fest. It was, that. right? NXT, yeah. the tag team match on the NXT, which is also made my uh, top five, right? We're talking about that one, right? Riddle and Dunn? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So not only was that a spot fest as well, but here's the thing. What triple threat or four-way match of any kind is, is not, not a, a spot, spot fest. fest? It's literally right. a spot fest match. That's why Kane... On yeah, the... there's no fucking chin locks in a four-way. Yeah, that's why Kane on the Broken Skull Sessions or whatever, I don't know if you watched that one yet, but it's I up. I didn't watch it yet. It's good. Uh, but he said he always liked singles matches better than he liked triple threats and four-ways, and Austin agreed. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, because it was – it just – if you have a really good one-on-one match, more people will remember it than if it was a three-way match. Nobody's like, oh, remember that great fucking three-way match? How many great three-way matches can you come up with compared to singles match? Lesnar. Yeah, but but even if you... Okay, so you got that one, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, no, no. I I get it. And you and over time, if I give you enough time, if I give you five minutes, you could come up with five, right? You could come up with uh, uh, Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, or Shawn Michaels, Cena. it's one of those things where you definitely remember, you remember Okada Omega before yeah. you remember Cody Ibushi. That's what I'm Omega. saying. You could say you could right. you're thinking of these fucking triple threats, and I go, Flair Steamboat one two three, Okada Omega one two three. That's six matches right there. I mean that people are gonna remember. You got Sting Flair, right there. The draw. You got uh, Steamboat Savage right there. I mean I could come up with triple the amount of fucking singles matches that were fucking amazing. Then somebody can come over here. Even though there's the same amount, maybe there might be the same amount of great matches or close to, because you know triple threats didn't happen until way later. But you got uh, you got Stephen Richards, Terry Funk, uh, Sandman, right here, the first ECW one. Mm-hmm. You got Sabu, Shane Douglas, and somebody was the they, actually the first one. I can't remember the third person. It could have been Raven. I don't remember. But you oh, you could come up you could come up with them, right? You could come up with a close number to the same amount of number that you could come up with singles, but I can come up with them so much faster because that's what people remember. Those are bigger moments to me. What were you? What, what, uh, what were you reminded of? Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention this earlier when we were talking about the Dark Order leader. Uh, somebody said that they had um, 
like demodulated and, and unfucked the voice of the guy talking in the Dark Order segment and sounds a lot like Raven. Yeah, that would be cool. But he's also using a lot of words that Matt Hardy uses. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that it's supposed to be Raven, but I think that they might have used him to do the voiceover. Or they could use him eventually if Matt Hardy doesn't come over. Right. Like what yeah, we were saying, uh, damage control basically. So let's, yeah, we'll throw let's in sick a, boy up to these days. We'll we'll throw in an excellent or a <laughs> or a uh, whatever words that Matt Hardy says every now and then. Yeah. But Delightful. just in case, yeah, just in case he doesn't come over, we'll throw a Raven out there, and I think Raven would be a good choice too. Obviously, he's a great talker. He can't go in the ring. Matt Hardy can still be used as a fucking yeah. talent inside the ring, but I think it would still be cool. I don't think it would be – I think it would be a drop-off, but I don't think it would be that much of a drop-off for me as far as entertainment value. Uh, I would rather have somebody that can actually go in the ring. Yes, but, I, I would mean, too. I'm just saying. I, yeah, it is a drop-off. I mean, yeah, it would still be cool. Entertainment-wise, it's not a drop-off, but in ring work-wise, it's a huge I'm, drop-off. Obviously, you I'm have, worried it would be kind of flat for other people though. I think it will only be flat because Raven looks nothing like the Raven we're all used to. Yeah. I mean, if he still looked anything like Raven, mm-hmm. I think it would actually be over. He's got to come out there in the polo from his uh, boiled kid gimmick. He could come that. He could come out as that when he attacks whoever and reveals himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he'd come out in the Johnny Polo stuff, and then <laughs> and then he tears it all off in his Raven. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, okay, so your number one was a match that I got to go back and watch now. That's fucking crazy. You do have to go back and watch it. Yes. Fucking stupid. Hulu, put the whole fucking show up, you idiots. Tyler Breeze had fucking. He's. Ever since Fandango got injured again, dude, yeah, they don't they don't really seem to know what to do with him. Yeah, they never and knew what to do with him before in NXT when he was. Did singled. you see his match in two hundred five against fucking Tony Nice? Yeah, I just saw it uh, like three days ago because I I was I had just heard that they put him back in two hundred five. I know he was there once because he had a whole little thing with Gulak, but then they moved him over to NXT or whatever and weren't really doing anything with him anymore. But I fuck that was such a good match. That was like a crazy good match. Okay, so I don't know how I you could put Tyler. You could put Tyler Breeze up there with the Yoshihashi and fucking Joey Janela. I but the thing about Tyler Breeze is I don't ever I don't go into his matches not expecting him to have a good match. He's consistently good. We could we could actually say that Tyler Breeze's worst matches are the tag team with Fandango. Yeah, but and it's not that they're bad. It's just that he doesn't. I and mean, when he's not working as serious a style, you don't realize how good he is. Yeah, well, when you got Fandango as your partner who's way bigger than you, yeah. uh, clearly he's going to get the hot tag, not you. So mm-hmm. it kind of diminishes you. You, you. you go from Ricky Morton to being Robert Gibson, basically. Right. And then when you go back to singles, you're Ricky Morton again going against fucking Ric Flair for the title I'm, and shit. Because I'm, you're still, so I'm still salty they didn't give him the win over Dream. Because they could have had Dream win that right back. Like, well, it, but, I mean, it really doesn't matter in hindsight because fucking Velveteen Dream had to drop it because of injury anyway. So right. you definitely could have gave it to him. Yeah, that sucks. And you could have had him lose against Roderick Strong to have it. And then when Velveteen Dream came back, you could be like, hey, Roderick Strong, you didn't beat me for that title. So Velveteen well, Dream Well, I mean, it's not it. like they ever – it's not like they saw the injury coming. No, no, I, get still, that. I, said like, it was, I said in hindsight. Yeah, it just sucks. I, I think you should have won that just because it made sense for the story. Well, the story, is, well, the story with Breeze has always been – Decent, he can't win the big decent, one. but he can't but win the like, big one. Exactly, yeah. Right, but the story there would have been Dream underestimating him and thinking that he ran shit and getting way too comfortable. Yeah. And then Breeze coming back and be like, "Look, like you're you're at the top of this right now, but there have been people before you that were better than you." Yeah, I think it would have been cool. Need to take it seriously. I think it would have been cool too because Breeze's reaction for finally winning the big one would have been worth it too. Yeah. Finally getting a fucking title. It was crazy. It's not even the big one. It's just a fucking North American title, which is you know. 
Well, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, um, yes. By the way, how bad does AEW need a North American title type situation right now? Uh, Darby Allen would be the carrier of that, would he not? Yeah, probably. At least for a little bit, anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a chance of him getting that way before he gets a world title. But I, yeah, no shit. But what would they have though? Would they have what, like what what would they even call it? Would they just go old school with it? Because I feel like European. No, uh, <laughs> I feel like they're a lot more old school. But since you already have the intercontinental title on one and two, if you count New Japan, then you got the national title on NWA. Do we go international title? Do we go uh, TV title? Do we TV go... title is the first the first thing I really thought of. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, but I don't, I hate that. I've always thought that sounded so, like, I wouldn't want a TV title. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got T, well, I don't know. If you got TV title, like, duh, it's gonna be because the whole purpose of the TV title was it was gonna be defended every week on TV. Right. That was the whole point. But then you got it defended at pay per view, so you don't defend the TV title at pay per views. Right. I mean, it's it's just weird. And then of course AEW doesn't have live events, but if the TV title was in WWE, you don't defend it at live events ever. So it's it's just shit like that that makes it weird sounding. That's the problem with having too many brands now is you got to reuse title names or you got to make up shit that doesn't really make sense. Well, I still love my fucking uh, internet title idea where the fucking fans get to pick the fucking stipulations for each match. That would be fucking awesome. I call it something cooler than internet title, though. I mean, you can't call it social media title. What are you going to call it? I don't know, but not that. It's got to be something to do with... The internet. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, I don't think the internet, I don't think internet title is a bad name for it. It's better than what else? Well, I mean, what else do we got? Worldwide web title. <laughs> wireless title. <laughs> the wireless the wi- title. The Wi-Fi championship. Yeah, Wi-Fi title. I don't know, but it, but yeah. So I think that would be. I still think that would be a cool concept where the um, see that would have been a cool title for the Universal title. Mm. But then they used it. I mean, I don't think the Universal title is a great name. When I heard, first heard it, I was like, really. Like everybody else was like, that's a fucking stupid name. But like the galactic title. But for for the internet title purposes of my idea behind the title, I think universal title would have been kind of cool because you're gonna have everybody voting across the world. So yeah, global title. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm fucking um. But yeah, I would use internet title just because that makes the most sense and it doesn't sound terrible. But yes, I would like a title, a social media title where. You can still do whatever you want with the fucking who's going to be the top five rankings and all that other shit, but just let the fans decide, hey, the referee is going to be this person or a special guest referee or have them have the match types where you can just vote. Just vote Taboo Tuesday style, but it's like every time you're going to have the championship defended, that's when you do it. I think that would be awesome. What's weird too um, with the Taboo Taboo Tuesday shit, like you could actually do it where – your votes were real now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's sure a fake. Yes, no, I know. Yeah, I get that. Yes, for sure. But, like, you, the the technology and the accessibility and the, the actual interest in it is actually there now to do it and make yeah. it viable. So. Yeah, I think it would be good. And you just make sure that everybody only gets one vote. I mean, you're going to have people out there that spam the shit out of the IP thing. But then you can fix that by not having the votes last a week long either. You could have them last only a... A, a few hours. Of, yeah, a few hours where people can't take advantage of that shit. Um, but yeah, that, I think that would be cool. I mean, also, do you think anybody really wants to see a fucking cage match bad enough to, to, <laughs> to sit there and do it from like a million different IPs? No, but over a week's time, I think somebody would, yeah, if somebody really wanted to see a certain match, 
and had the access to do that or the time to do it, they would do it. Yes, people just do it because they're fucking trolls. Speaking um, of specialty matches, we didn't even talk about uh, Brian and the Fiend. Mm, did you did you hear the stipulation on that? I don't remember. No, I didn't actually. What I mean, it's did they say gonna on the show? be a strap match. Oh my goddamn! So they're yep. gonna be old school where they tied against each other. Yeah, but I don't know if it's old old school where they have to touch all four corners. <laughs> Probably not. Mm, if it is, well, Brian's definitely not winning. That's for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. And uh, Corbin and uh, Reigns have a stipulation for their match now, too. It's just false got anywhere. Um, so I got a question about the Royal Rumble thing, then. How in the hell are they going to make a baseball stadium all red? Oh, I just hope they don't. Yeah, same. Um, but do you think, I mean, the timing of this strap match is interesting, considering that Cody has to take 10 lashes, right? I don't think that's related. You don't think it's related? I mean, they just had just happened to have a fucking strap match this close. To the, that. the idea of it is that he does he doesn't want him to be able to run away through the ring like he did on SmackDown or whatever. Oh my god. Okay, so what about a Hell in a Cell or a cage match? I mean, it's not like nobody's ever gotten out of a fucking Hell in a Cell. That's true, but it's not like anybody can't get out of a fucking strap either. Well, you can't run away from the guy. Is the idea? I mean, obviously, he you know. Take you just it get it off your wrist. And... <laughs> <laughs> look, oh, look we're dealing in kayfabe here. Sorry. Right, anyway, we don't need your. I mean, logic. I'm sure he has a giant pair of scissors underneath the fucking ring. Right, I know. They can cut it to go with his giant mallet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking Bruce the Barber beefcake scissors under there. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> terrible. That's a terrible idea. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because now you just now you know Danny Bryan has no shot. So that's stupid. Um, he never had a shot. I'm just saying. It's well, not, not it was more believable that he had a shot if. It wasn't a strap match. Submission match, maybe? Because they both have submission moves, so that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, but you know, you know the Fiend wouldn't quit. Yeah, that doesn't maybe, make sense to his character. Exactly, then you can protect him. He passed out. He wasn't responding. It makes yeah, but, way more sense. But in a submission match... No, that's an I quit match. Never mind. Yeah. You're right. Um. Okay. So besides, we, it's not like we haven't seen ref stoppage in matches before where fucking they weren't supposed to be. Shh, we don't talk about that dark time. Oh, Voldemort. All right, so the match that shall not be named. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's our top five matches. Anything else you want to talk about before we bounce out of here? Uh, I mean, it was, it was a pretty slow week, honestly. I, so think, not... I mean, I think it was a good week-wise, wrestling-wise, but slow news-wise. Yeah, like not a, not a whole lot of crazy backstage shit happened for once. Um the shows were I mean there was nothing atrocious on any of the shows except for the um Bailey Lacey Evans shit, but we won't even get into that. I I just get so tired of them having fucking people beat the champion to set up a championship match. It's the laziest booking. I just, I fucking hate it. <sighs> WWE fanboys have problems with the rating system and the rankings and keeping records, but you know, all you gotta do in WWE to get a championship shot is beat the champion in a non-title match, which why the fuck are you wrestling them in a non-title match anyway? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, apparently the initial plan was she was supposed to fight Sasha Banks, but they've been pushing that match back and back. I think Sasha might be hurt and nobody's saying anything. Or Sasha doesn't want to fucking go over or let her go over. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about, or we talked about earlier, terrible apologies or recognitions, mm -hmm. right? Did you see the statement that Charlotte said in an interview about the Kyrie Sane situation? No. Okay. Well, either we need to look that up right now, or we, you can look it up and we can talk about it next week if you want. I don't really care which one you do, but 
if you thought the, if you thought the Tessa Blanchett thing was fucking stupid. Yeah, let me let me catch up on that. We'll talk about it next week because yeah. I, I want to know what I'm talking about first. But yeah. I did see that she I did see that Kyrie was uh, back wrestling on yeah, a house show this yeah, week. She, so. she, yeah, she was cleared. But I think when when they went over to one of these countries, she said, you know how they always do the PR. Yeah. And apparently somebody asked her about it, and she answered it in a way that I was like, really? Like showed no remorse at all. Oh. By the way, about it. She might have been in character. No, I don't think so because I I read the entire article i don't think she was in character at all actually because she mm. was she was kind of saying she knew something was wrong right so that right there tells me you're not in character because we're not having a fucking vader kuwait situation right so yeah just read it and we'll talk about it next week on the show i'll i'll put it on my notes right now so i can remember to ask you about it so i don't forget cause i don't want you yeah. to fucking do it and then we forget to talk about it anyway but yeah. if i do it i'll remember but yeah i'll check it out all right sweet uh thank you guys for joining us this week on the monster cast and hopefully next week we'll get some good news i'm gonna have ryan here text me sometime throughout this week and when he comes up with an idea for a new mal uh new my mount rushmore to go over so that'll be cool because we didn't have one this week um and of course Royal Rumble is on the 26th so we'll do Royal Rumble predictions next show correct uh yeah I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in Canada um we can still do the show um and that's not like a problem scheduling wise but what is gonna be a problem is I don't know whether or not I'm gonna be able to fucking watch Royal Rumble until I get back because I get pretty busy when I'm out there but um how long are you out there Week? Uh, I'm gonna be there till Tuesday, so it's just Saturday through Tuesday. Oh well, then uh, you'll as long as you got time to watch it before the Sunday. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll probably end up watching it that next Saturday. But okay. yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, oh, hey, one more thing. Yep. We didn't go over it this week because we forgot. We talked about it before the show. The Conor McGregor thing. Oh yeah, Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. not a fixed fight. You're all fucking stupid. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. What, what is wrong with you people? Oh, let me uh, because I said I was gonna bring it up uh before the show. My my tweet about it. Mm. Um, yeah. Before you even say anything, everybody yeah, that thinks that this was a a fixed fight is a fucking moron. This isn't boxing in the '90s. This isn't fucking Pride FC. If they were gonna fix the fight, they would make it forty second fucking squash. Donald Cerrone has nothing to gain by allowing this to be a squash fight. He would have had much more to gain by actually winning the fight. You could tell that he was trying to win the fight. He just got fucking caught off guard by the shoulders, which was, for a completely separate note, never seen anybody do that that effectively. I know John Jones has tried to use shoulders like that before, but they're more of an annoyance. That's the first time I've ever seen somebody smash somebody's fucking face up with shoulders. That's going to change the clinch game in MMA for a while. As soon as people start training that and, like, doing it on purpose, you you guys just saw a big shift in, in how tie-ups in UFC are going to go. Uh, yeah. Going forward, we like, could that's... we could make the argument that is the same as LeBron James coming to the NBA. Like he just transcended the sport into a new dynamic. I would say it's it's the same as fucking Hoist Gracie showing up, not, not to the same scale as far as BJJ and its influence. But the way that that's going to change how people act and react and defend and have offense in the clinch going forward, just keep an eye out for it. Yeah. I guarantee you that is not the last time you're going to see somebody throw offensive shoulders because that was fucking crazy. Okay, so there's all, there's two things that I think could come out of that, though. One, there's going to be a rule against it, or there's going to be a rule for it where they say it's still legal, and then everybody's either going to try to emulate what Conor McGregor did, or they're all just going to act like they're blind to it and like, oh, it was just a one-time phantom thing, and then Conor McGregor's going to keep out there and keep going out there and fucking doing it anyway, and it's uh, going to be like known for his thing type deal. Kind of like... Ronda Rousey was known for 
armbar type shit. I mean, other people are known for are, spinning back fists. Yeah, but like everybody's trying to go out there and do like okay, so armbars were always around, right? But when Ronda Rousey started doing the fucking armbar every fucking match, and it was basically a goddamn WWE finishing move for her matches, how many fucking people started doing the armbar? Like, did it not just gain in popularity again? Like, well, I, think I feel like this is armbar was kind of, armbar was something that was already pretty common though. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, this is something that nobody's really nobody's really been doing it. Like, it's 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 such a weird. Like when I saw him doing it, I thought he was fucking headbutting him, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? And then they changed the angle on it. I was like, that is so fucking smart. Yeah. Why has nobody thought of doing that before? Yeah. So my tweet was, I don't know which conglomerate of fans are worse, WWE, AEW fanboys, or the UFC. This was a setup. Ha- uh, slash this is fake January gym members. If you're looking at Cowboys, <laughs> if you're looking at Cowboys eye and shoulder, how in the world is that fake? In 40 seconds, by the way, 2020, everything is a conspiracy. Now, not only was the match in total a 40 seconds, but you got to take time away from that because he wasn't in the clinch when the fucking match. And, I mean, they didn't start out in a clinch, so right. it was actually less than 40 seconds. What he did to that man's face, where he swole up his eye, broke his nose with his fucking shoulder. I guarantee if you, I'm if, taking a, a... I, if I'm getting paid to take a dive, I promise you, I'm not like, yeah, break my fucking nose, make let's make it look real out there. No, I'm going to fucking not, take some weak-ass punch and go right to the ground like I got knocked the fuck out. Not to mention, if you're getting paid to take a dive, you don't throw a fucking head kick. Yeah. He threw a head kick at McGregor. He, if McGregor hadn't blocked that, yeah. and he accidentally knocked him out for this fake fight that he was getting paid to fix. Speaking of head kicks, what about McGregor's head kick to him? Oh, he fucking nailed him. He, that was a great he head kick. He fucked him up. So, yeah. so it was, like, it was like he got hit with the head kick. He's like, nah, here you go. Here's how you do it. Boom. Oh, and uh, by the way, Dana White is a greedy motherfucker. Just so I know, I mean, we already know, all know that, I guess. But to, and to have Steve me, Smith needs to shut the fuck up. I, I've seen a lot of people's, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people like screenshotting Jeez Joe Rogan's Christ. face when he's talking about it or whatever. What a fucking moron! All right, so I anyway, don't ever want to hear him talk about MMA for the rest of his fucking life. Um, I haven't heard it, but I probably will go back and watch it. But anyway, listen. Uh, so. The thing with Dana White I was talking about, he's a greedy motherfucker, is the fact that I have to pay for ESPN Plus. Then I still have to pay $65 (laughs) on top of that to watch your stupid UFC fight. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. Pay for the WWE Network, but then you still have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the same concept. Like, if I paid $10 a month to watch WWE Network and then still had to pay $50, $60 for a pay-per-view, that's fucking retarded. That will never work. It's never gonna last. Like, you could have made that some... model working if you actually got to watch Raw and SmackDown on WWE Network, though. Maybe, but also you already know that you're guaranteed a three, four, five hour show. Whereas I just only wanted to watch that one match and it lasted forty fucking seconds. You think I'm about to pay seventy, seventy five dollars right. to watch a forty second match? You got to be out of your fucking mind. I'm not stupid. I'm not doing that. We. Everybody got got too many times with boxing with that kind of shit with the Tyson's fight, Tyson fights, yep. Evander Holyfield fights, whatever. They build it up. You're watching all this garbage you don't want to watch with nobody in the arena. Then all of a sudden, everybody's in the arena. You get to the fucking main event. The goddamn entrances are um, longer than the fucking right. fight. So, yeah, it's but not going to happen. You can't help that with Tyson. Tyson. No, no, I get that. And I'm not complaining about it, but I'm complaining about the fact that you're making me pay for a service that right. you've made a deal with. You're already getting tons of money from ESPN, and then you want even more money from the people that pay for that so that you could even make that deal to begin with. 
See, and when I, I first heard about that, dollars? dude, the five fucking dollars for that. No, not happening. the first thing I thought of when I first heard of that payment like payment structure was like, oh, that must be for like People bars. People have ESPN and, Plus, yeah, yeah, or something, like, or or if you don't have ESPN Plus but still wanted to see the fight, like if you got Fight TV or something right. like that. But no, they have an exclusive deal with ESPN slash ESPN Plus, so you have to have ESPN Plus, and then you have to pay for the fucking pay per view. That's yeah. ridiculous. I would I would never watch that shit on that. Nope. Yep, I'm not doing it either. In fact, I'm probably going to cancel the ESPN Plus now that I know that, because I didn't know that going in. I got the ESPN Plus because it's part of the package with the Disney Plus and the Hulu, right? right. So it, it's technically not that big of a deal. I can still, I can watch a bunch of hockey, which you can't really find on TV as easily accessible as the other sports, and I love hockey. So I guess it might be worth it to keep it or like base, extra baseball games, shit like that, if I don't end up getting MLB.TV again for the fourth year in a row. But <laughs> for, the, for the UFC purposes of it, the whole point of that – for people to do that was because they thought they were going to get to see the pay-per-views and it would have made perfect sense with the structure that WWE network has, or UFC could have just came out with their fucking own streaming service and done that. You know what I'm saying? Like they've got enough content to do that too. They do. Um, They've got reality shows. They've got the, the prelims and fucking all this fucking shit. Uh, all going all the way back to the, and they own, they, I'm pretty sure they bought the whole pride catalog too. Yeah, I mean, they could have done so, it themselves, man. I, yeah. I feel like they only did it because they knew they were going to get tons of money from ESPN, so it was like one more chunk of change type deal. And then maybe if this doesn't go as well as they think, they'll, then they'll do it because they'll have, a, have even a bigger library. But, dude, that's not going to work. That they would them. then have to buy from ESPN. Did they sell them the, the tape library? Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. If they're, I, don't know I don't think Dana White sold them the tape library. No, 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 I mean the the shit that they're doing currently on. Oh, it. yeah, all through ESPN, they would have to yeah. buy the tape. Man, I, I'm, I'm almost positive Dana White's smart enough not to let that happen. Type deal. Depends on how long he anticipated that lasting. I don't know. Yeah, I think it. I think it's more of a ESPN can use it whenever they want because you broadcast on our station, but you can still have the rights to the tape library if we ever sever ties, and you can still use it, but we're still going to use it too. Hmm. For like like best knockout videos or you know some stupid shit right. like that, uh, but yes, as far as that goes, like you're not gonna get anybody with common sense, a la me, to fucking pay seventy five dollars plus or sixty five dollars plus another ten dollars to have your fucking shit every every. No, that's not gonna happen, dude. It's just I'm, I wouldn't do that with WWE either. So if if I love WWE as much as I love it or wrestling in general as much as I love it, and I wouldn't do it for them, I fuck sure ain't gonna do it for you. So I don't think that's a I don't think that's a great fucking I mean who's who's not pissed right now where if you didn't go to a bar like say you did do that you bought the you had the ESPN plus and then you bought sixty five dollars and you got to see a forty second fight granted yes McGregor did what McGregor does right that makes sense but why are you making somebody pay sixty five dollars for that the other fights weren't that great I. I don't know, man. It's you'd have to give me like a super card of like three or four really good fights that people were interested in for me to do ever do that, not just one. The yeah. Only, the last time I did that, Ryan, where I paid an asinine amount for a fight of any kind was the first Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight. Mm. I paid a lot of money for that fight, but that fight lived up to the fucking hype. That fight went the fucking distance, and it was a draw. They knew how to make more money off of me, but, uh, but yeah, it was fucking worth it. They both looked like it was the end of a Rocky movie. It, they were fucking each other up. Forty seconds in a fight that I just waited five hours to see—that's never gonna happen. I'm not gonna do that. 
And I only did it with that because it wasn't your typical Tyson versus a vanilla nobody. It was right. two guys that were fucking insane records. One was undefeated. One was uh, going up in weight class and all the thing only had one loss. I think Canelo only had one loss or a draw or some shit. And those motherfuckers beat the shit out of each other. That match was awesome. Or that uh, fight was awesome. So I would do it for very rare occasions like that, but it will never happen for me in a UFC fight unless, like I said, it was like some major super fucking super card. card. Yes, mm-hmm. insane card where it was three or four fights that I wanted to see. Yeah, that's I can't believe anybody would ever do that again after what just happened. That could have been the worst thing that could have happened for Dana White, honestly. Yeah. As far as that goes, because uh, your casual fans definitely aren't going to do that. The only people that are going to do that are people that think that they're going to report on the fight or have an opinion on the fight. Or people that do it as part of their business, like I was talking about, like bars and restaurants might do it just because they know that it'll get people to come in and it's worth the seventy-five bucks or whatever. Well, it definitely helps. It definitely helps them yeah. because there's some pl- there's some places that won't even make you pay to come in there because they know right. they're you're about to pay for the food and right. drinks for the entire thing. So they're gonna make their money off of a seventy-five dollar fight, even if they had to pay for it on every TV. Right. So, so yeah. So it's that's one of those things where it's fine for businesses. I don't have a problem with it for businesses. Like, hey, this, Dude, is, a I, to, this is a way I, for us to get fucking people in our I barely want to pay $60 for a new game, and I get hours of entertainment out of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've got money. I just, I'm trying to fucking balance, like, what makes sense, entertainment versus time versus cost-wise. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. at all. Dude, I bought so many games when I had the two full-time jobs where, like, I would buy games because I had the money to because I knew that eventually I wasn't going to have two jobs anymore and I would have time to play them. So the entertainment value was always there. It was just and but when I only had one job when it was yeah when I had one job it was like oh I want all these games but I don't have the money to do it. I got all the time but no money. Well now when I got the two jobs I'm buying whatever the fuck's on and I still wait for most of it to be on sale by the way um, because of the fact that I knew I wasn't going to be able to play it right away. But investments and shit like that in games I mean you can never you can never see the outcome or the investment in something like a UFC fight because you don't know if it's going to go 40 seconds or you don't know if it's going to go the distance. Not to so, mention it's going to get fucking spoiled for you in 10 minutes on Twitter anyway, so who gives a shit? Exactly. You would have to watch it live or you'd have to never be in tune with anything that's going on on a world that moves with a snap of the fingers now. Uh, if so, you yeah. can watch a whole fucking fight in a, in a GIF... Like, what's going to make <laughs> yeah. me pay $75? Yeah, exactly. yeah somebody, I mean, there's so many. And the funny thing is, is the company, the UFC, as a as a company, is now spending all day-to-day damage control deleting copyrighted material all fucking day, right? Yeah. So they're fucking busy as shit making sure you don't see this 40-second fight so that they can try to get replay buys. Think about their administration costs on doing that versus just making the fucking thing cheaper to buy. Yep. You know, it's so crazy. You would have had... Say you had a ten dollar flat fee or whatever the week or whatever the monthly fee is for ESPN Plus. I think it's like seven, maybe something like that, six ninety nine, something like that. And everybody buys ESPN Plus. You got shit ton of money from ESPN Plus. You get way more fans on the product because they're not paying seventy five dollars for it in total. And then you get more fans and you get more merchandise sales and everybody's getting UFC shirts and all this bullshit that you have, Conor McGregor shirts, whatever. And then you don't even have to worry about paying motherfuckers for damage control the next day because the whole world already saw the fucking fight that was going to see the fight or enough people that it doesn't matter who else hasn't seen it yet. Right. And you don't have to worry about replay buys and all this other bullshit because guess what? Most people are too lazy like me to cancel a subscription. We're just going to let it go on for five more months 
Yeah, especially if it's only seven dollars. I got all yeah, kinds of shit. Exactly. I pay for so much stuff every month. I'm just like, man, I don't know what that is, but it's only six dollars. I'm not even gonna look into it. Same, same. I got, dude, I've got, I've got Disney Plus, Netflix, WWE Network, um, Hulu Live TV, ESPN Plus, Amazon Prime. Uh, I had Funimation for a while. Um, I got just fucking Apple Arcade. Everything. I think I played that shit like once. Everything, dude. The only thing I don't have is PS Now because I think that's a waste of my money. I had PS Now uh, when AEW first launched because it was the only way I could watch it at the time. But now I have a I have a Sling account, so I don't I don't need it anymore. Yeah, I don't have PS Now. I never thought it was worth it. Um, I mean, I had TNT, so just because I just be, well, I don't I didn't think it was worth it because I know how much time I have available versus how much time I would have to use that. So yeah, PlayStation Now was never a thing for me. But yeah, I've got tons of fucking streaming services. So. Like yeah, I got Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix. Um, I got Sling. I got a Directv account, even though I don't have Directv at my house. Um, but they just got a bunch of other channels, so I, I have one. Um, because you can watch all the same shit online. Yeah, you got NJPW World. Yeah, I got NJPW World, which you know because you fucking use it. Correct. Um, <laughs> and then I got uh Spotify. Which makes sense for which makes sense for me because I only watch the big shows or whatever. Right. I got Spotify. I got. Apple Music, I use both because obviously my yeah, work. Yeah, I have I'd, Spotify. Yes, I have Spotify as well. It makes sense for me at work to have Apple Music, and then I've got um, uh, Apple Arcade, and I've got Apple TV Plus. But I got a year of that free because I just bought a uh, iPhone 11, and but like that'll start charging me eventually too. So yeah, so Dana White, take take yeah. heed, take heeded, take headed of. Guess how many of those I would have if any of them were like, hey. You got to pay sixty dollars for this special event show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, so fucking dumb. So yeah, he should definitely learn from this moment. I hope he does, and I hope either it goes down in price, which even if it went down in price, maybe if it's not a McGregor fight, it'll go down a little bit, but it's not going to go that much down that much. It'll go down like fifty, sixty instead of sixty-five. Um, but I mean, he understands who his big stars are, so I guess I get it from that standpoint. And obviously, we know that. When when before WWE Network, we knew WrestleMania was going to cost more than fucking No Way Out. You know what I'm saying? We get that. It's the it's the culmination of everything. It's but we all knew that it was going to be a fucking four hour show. And yeah, and that's the other thing too. You know why? You know why I paid sixty dollars or fifty dollars or whatever the fuck it was for uh, Full Gear and for All Out and Double or Nothing and all that yeah, shit. Because exactly. I knew it was going to be three hours and it was going to be good. Three or four hours with the with the pre-show, and not only that, Ryan, it's not only going to be good, but it only happens once every three or four months, not and every fucking month. And it leads into like other storylines and shit, which is is something that UFC can't really sell on. So yeah, yeah. and they, and they haven't been fucking us over for years, so I'm perfectly okay with giving AEW forty, fifty dollars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, if 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 WWE ever went back to that model, guess how many times I would give it to them. Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and maybe SummerSlam. Yep. Other than that, I'm not I'm not doing it. Yeah. If they ever go back to that model where WWE Network goes away for some reason, which I don't think it will, but if it had failed, I would never have done that. Like right now today, I would not be getting. I would get I'd get Royal Rumble, but yeah. I would also get Revolution, and Revolution is not on the same scale as Royal Rumble. But but then you get to the point where it's like, okay, let's say Revolution is like AEW's version of No Way Out. I would still give them that money because they haven't been dicking me around for fucking the last ten right. years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think Dana White needs to build up credibility with the casual fan before he starts fucking trying to charge them seventy five dollars for a fucking pay per view for forty seconds. That's ridiculous. 
That's like that, that's like the entertainment value uh, uh, value of a fucking amusement park ride where you're standing in line forever and then you go on the li- uh, go on the ride for a fucking minute and you're like, really? I stood in line for that entire time for that. It's the same concept. Yeah, but at least at the amusement park when you're done, you can go get in line for another fucking ride. That's true. And you don't have to pay more because you already paid a flat fee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I hope Dana White listens to this show so he can uh, take some notes. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely see you all next week on the show, and uh, we'll make our Royal Rumble predictions. Thank you for joining us here on the MonsterCast.